Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is an official chat and shit disclaimer. Yeah. You might be listening to this thinking, oh my days. Some of this sounds really dated because we're not in lockdown as much anymore. It is. Well, that's fine. It's vintage. Exactly. Some of it was recorded a little while back. Get over it. So just play it. And if you don't like or you think, oh, that's wrong, skip it 15 seconds. Just skip it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, press play now. You are now in June to the Chat and Shit podcast. Guess what? Guess what? This is a podcast. Very tall and slim, the other short and fat, and they came together to make a podcast. The end. <laughs> How was that? You look short, even though you're not. It's your hunched back. Yeah, I know. It's, it's part of my charm. But yeah, big up everyone. Hello and welcome to the Chat and Shit podcast with uh, me, yeah. Alan, the Seeper, Mustafa, and Hugo, the boss man, Chegwin. Right now, I'm excited about this week's guest because not only is it our first Mancunian, yeah, wow, which, yeah, you know what that means, don't you? Language barrier, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, perhaps, but also a very keen home workout expert, a high-grade vegan cook specialist, grade world-class radio DJ slash presenter, class, yeah, one of the people who's been there from the beginning of our career. We featured on our one extra show, yeah, we did early. It's the wonderful. The amazing, the super talented. In fact, the talents are endless. The great Yasmin Evans. Oi, oi. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Hello. Big up. Yes, Yasmin. How you doing? Good to have you on. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, man. Is this weird, us interviewing you now? Yeah, it is weird. And also, it's strange. I, I wasn't really going to come in. You're not on ca- in character. I think it's I unnecessary behaviour. Yeah. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> We're yeah. not as interesting as ourselves. Now I feel like I should go into character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels a bit unnatural, doesn't it? Oh, do you know what? Straight off the bat, I want you to swear, because you're allowed to swear here. 
shit cunty knickers. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's an extreme one. Yeah, that's it. Does that feel? Does it feel refreshing to have to swear on a mic? Yeah, it does actually. And also, this is really bad, but I don't like using the c word. And I feel like since lockdown, I've been using the c word quite a lot. It's been flaring up a bit. Yeah, it's been itching. Good. Yeah, you gotta go for it, man. Do you know what? As well, it, it's uh, it's a good thing if you don't like it if you use it because you're desensitising the word. Mm. And it's like in Scotland, you know, in Scotland they say, "Are you doing your cunt?" Like every other word. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's just, uh, there's no power to it anymore. Do you use it? You too. Only when I'm really angry. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hugo doesn't swear that much. He doesn't. You don't come across as a swearer, Hugo. No, I, I do. I think. But not now when you're when you're like oh fucking. Dick. But like I use I go. This is something I do way too much. And like listening back to things like this, I notice which I try not to. But I say fucking every other word. Oh yeah, same. Fucking... Yeah, but you use it as a thinking word. Oh, it's fucking. filler. Yeah, yeah exactly. Filler. Yeah. It's a little meat and sandwich. Yeah, it's buying yourself a moment. Yeah, and plus it makes you sound quite, it makes you sound quite cool and hard. I think as well, doesn't it? Or thick. <laughs> which you are, yeah. so that's fine. I feel like you exactly. would say bollocks loads, Hugo. Like you're like bollocks guy. Bollocks. Uh, no, not really. I used to say twat quite a lot, and then and then I, re- I was like, I say twat. Yeah, but I stopped doing that. Like it's quite a sort of middle class dad thing to say. Oh, you twat! I say it driving. Do you know what I like? Yeah, I, I'm a driver. What I like yeah. is I actually don't like saying the words. Like I like the the the, the movement that comes with it, like wanker. When was the last time you did that? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wanker. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Because there's a whole dance that goes with it. Choreography to swear word. That's the one move you can do, Super. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) How have you been handling um, the lockdown? You're you're basically a key worker, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, which was quite a shock. Didn't really realise I was that until I was told. Um, That's not it. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Do you know what? At the beginning of lockdown, I was a little bit freaked out. I kind of like got a little bit anxious didn't know how I was gonna sort of like handle it they extended the shows at the station and I was a bit overwhelmed I think a lot of people obviously were overwhelmed by it because I think I think we all underestimated how long this was going to go on for was there any moments where, where, where you thought uh, that there weren't going to be any radio shows or, or was it just um it was always a continuation well you kind of like hear loads of little different whispers of like the big bosses meeting up and it's kind of like oh things are going to change and what with like one extra not being like an fm radio station just on digital radio i always Mm. feel like you know if they had to get rid of something they might get rid of one extra and it'd be absolute arms out if they did but they didn't (laughs) Uh, so at the beginning of lockdown i was a bit worried of like if this continues what's going to happen but now we're kind of like a few weeks in i've lost track of time is it seven or eight weeks i don't know i kind of feel quite confident yeah do you have to go into the building to do the shows yeah i have to go in so at the beginning um that's what was like a little bit scary because obviously yeah figuring out how to handle this. It wasn't like an instant thing. It wasn't like, right, okay, limited amount of people, um, temperature checking, blah, blah. And it was, it's been like a slow build. So mm. there's like been days where I'm like, oh, I just didn't, now everything is like yeah. marked. Now yeah, yeah. there's like temperature checks and we go into the building. Really? So, um, yeah, so we still have to travel in, but we travel by a car. We have to stand further away. There's like a queue to get into the building. Then it's like one in, mm. one out in the lifts. So yes, right. it's quite, quite a lot. Yeah. 
That's yeah. mad. So I guess it's a lot, in a lot of the things that's been happening, people have just been, I guess, uh, all the rules have been put in place because people are just learning as they go. So, yeah. so it was kind of like that with BBC, yeah? Yeah, yeah. That's mad. Yeah. And, and is London, is Central just completely empty? It's like a zombie town. There have been a few days, yeah. I feel like more recently, obviously the weather's getting nicer, so I feel like people are pushing it a little bit, which is kind of winding me up. Because if we yeah. continue this lockdown until the rest of the year, I'm going to lose it. Um, yeah, no, it's so yeah. crazy. But yeah, the, so some days the roads are a little bit busy, but everything's shut. Like everything is closed. So you can't get nothing. Yeah. Obviously, there's a few places that do like Deliveroo and stuff like that. But other than that, it's empty. Even the mm-hmm. whole building is empty. Like that, And that's the BBC from world service to the news to everything like it is very limited yeah. people Vapiano's closed Vapiano's is closed Vapiano. yeah, I don't even think they're doing deli- I heard that they're going to go bust I heard what because of this yeah Bruh. how are you going to eat that's mad yeah there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of businesses affected by it like a lot of the food industries pretty yeah. fucked um, it's do you know what I I am I, um, I was an I sort of uh, isolated myself pretty early on and yeah. um and then we got the news because I, I was kind of feeling a bit rough. So I was like, well, I don't want to spread this. You had the big so, C. Then, Did you have the big C? Yeah, you never know. So it's just, yeah, yeah exactly. And then, and then we got the news, uh, you know, of staying in. So like the only time I've been going out is, you know, exercise and yeah. more like the canal, like there's less people and that. But, um, and then the other day I just got a rush of like, oh man, I haven't actually seen anything all closed down and how people have been queuing and all that. So I just got my pushy and went around east, like had a little look around, but Empty. it's mad. You know, it's, crazy. Yeah, it's not, and it's proper history, isn't it? Like we're going to remember this moment, like a crazy yeah. moment in history. Yeah, it's yeah, it's. Nuts. I have like little moments. I don't know about you guys, but I have little moments where I'm like, oh shit, this is actually really happening. Like this is this is our life. Yeah. Okay, and then I'm like yeah. fine with it because I'm yeah. I'm very much like a hermit anyway like I, I'm a bit of an introvert yeah, like it, these moments don't really they're not really like a thing to me like I just like my own company I've been isolated <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just entertainment apart from from killing it doing your radio show I guess keeping yourself busy while you know also helping other people yeah get through their day what uh, apart from that I've seen that you've done um You've been doing your home workouts, right? You've been yeah. going heavy on that. Yeah. Cooking. Cooking. Um, yeah. I had a TV show come out for, mm, yeah. for like the last month or so. That was the filmed. SAS. Yeah. yeah, SAS Who Dares Wins, the celebrity version. Yeah, been watching. Um, yeah, been good. Um, yeah, so that was fun. But I filmed that last October, but it was nice to kind of like for it to come out now because obviously we get way more views. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll get on to it, but I love that he called you a turbo shit. Mm, that was good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad that you enjoyed <laughs> that. Yeah. After I fucking carried 100 kg and then all of a sudden I was turbo shit. It was like, your shit, you were even shitter. And then came to me as I'm like in hysterics crying, but trying to keep my face straight. He went, and you're fucking turbo shit. Yeah. And a little spit from his mouth landed on my face. And I remember feeling like... <laughs> You just spat on me. Uh, You've just spat on me and I want to go home. Um, this is um, a very useful part of the show. Um, for when you um, need things to do, it's the recommendation part. Apart from what you've been doing, what have you actually, what have you been like 
like I guess yeah using to pass your time so you've been cooking you've been working out what have you been um, you got, uh, I've been reading quite a bit actually been watching or listening to any things that like you can recommend I got a bit bored of watching oh, yeah. box sets and series yeah like I feel like every day I was like what's on Amazon Prime now like what can I watch like and the thing is like especially when something is on there mm. like in its entirety I will sit there and watch it, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like these people that go like, oh, no, I'll watch one one week and then I'll come back next week. It's all there, Sharon. Watch it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got nothing else I can't, to do. I can't do that. So like, I've, I've rinsed everything. Yeah. Um, well, I guess when you said you were a bit of a hermit, that you, you kind of were already doing that before this, right? Yeah. So now you need watched everything. something else. Like, now, now books. Let's get into books. Let's get into books. Now, now everyone else is doing it. It's got to move on. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> Um, I started running, which I never do. Oh, no. Oh, really? I, I thought, because you're into your fitness and that, you, you, but you never did running, really, then? No, I you need to watch SAS, because when I run, I'm, I'm at the back. I'm behind Anthea Turner, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't run. <laughs> do any of you two run? Do you run? I just start. I have to just, yeah, we just have to just, like, we're not exactly fully in shape, but we like eating, so we kind of have yeah, to run. I, I, don't, I don't love doing it, but I feel good afterwards, and, and I feel good for it, and, and mentally it helps me as well, but yeah, uh, I'm not, I'm probably not the best runner. How far, how far have you run, Hugo? Uh, I did 5K three days in a row about a month ago, and then I gave up. Nice. Three days in a row, 5K every day is a lot. That's all you need a month. My foot was there. Three days in a row, once a month. Sweet. Yeah, I've been doubling in size every week. I think. Yeah, I mean the quarantine snacking is a lot. I've, I've so I've done a challenge to run a hundred k in May. Wow. But what? Which is when you break it down, it's actually not too bad because it's like yeah, three and a bit a day, and you don't have to run it. You can jog, you can walk, you can cycle, whatever. So. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Um, I've got um. I've got an app which basically tells you to run and then walk and then run. So oh yeah, it... so you can do it in like a like a gradual. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, otherwise, what's that? Just burst. Sorry, I was just adding to it. All <laughs> oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were insulting me. <laughs> oh no, no. For once, you were fat cunt. There we go. That's what I was waiting. For. There we go. Back to normal. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so yeah. So what books you've been reading? Um, I'm going to show you one right now. Hang on. Nice. This is called uh, The Emotion Code. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's a bit deep. Get ready for it. Okay. Uh, how to release your trapped emotions for abundant health, love, and happiness. Wow. Yeah. It, so like uh, therapy in a book. Pretty much. Look at the size of it. It's thick. Um, basically, it? it's just kind of like, you know, like your subconscious, what you kind of like shut away in a box. And I feel like right now in terms of like being, I'm, I live by myself, so I'm kind of self-isolating, solo-isolating, I don't know what you call it. Yeah, yeah. Haven't, like, the only people that I'm really seeing are people, like, walking past the studio for a little bit, <laughs> and that's about it, and people from the street. So um, yeah, I just yeah. felt like around this time is when you start thinking, and then things kind of, like, start coming about in your brain, like, some people might be going absolutely crazy yeah. right now, and, like, you know, yeah. things just start unearthing, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you haven't got as many distractions, so you're, you're yeah. sort of getting back into what's actually there, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it must be tough on your own. I, I mean... Hugo's just had a, had a kid, so his, your your whole thing has been... Have you? Well, a, yeah. a year ago, yeah. A year ago. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say... 15 years ago, he's a grown man now. <laughs> yeah, he's 21, the little prick. <laughs> 
No, but that's it's, it's it though. Like I, I do, like I get that, and like I feel like it's a time. I mean, it's a cliche, and a lot of people are saying it, but it's true. Like now we've got less things to do. It is time to kind of, I guess, look inwards a little bit more. Yeah. Whether that means you know what you're doing, like mentally, or, or even like the physical stuff. Yeah. It's, it's just like working on ourselves a little bit more, isn't it? I feel like a lot yeah. of people. Do you find it useful? Yeah, because I feel I was thinking that maybe a lot of people would struggle because, um, and I don't mean this as a diss, but you know sometimes you don't really know yourself. So you, like you can't be at home with yourself because you might actually piss yourself off or like yeah, you haven't yeah. really spent time with yourself. So you don't really know for want of a better phrase, like you don't really know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. So like it can be like, it can be, it can feel super uncomfortable. If you're busy all the time and working, socializing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And like if work has been like your main focus and, mm. It's like the people who maybe, and I, I'm I'm at fault for it, and you guys probably as well. But when you like are consumed by work, like when you were doing the show, like, and you're obviously in character constantly, or like, yeah, you were never yourself, like in any of the interviews. So you almost become grinder, like it's it's, and then to pull yourself self away from that, you could be like, oh fucking hell, wait. I haven't tuned in with Hugo in ages. Like, yeah, yeah. fuck, that's actually me. Like, didn't know that was me. Oh my God. Oh my God. Wait, my friend's outside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at this. This is, this is hilarious. <gasps> hey! Oh, I'm, I wish I could come outside, but I'm, I'm recording a podcast. I wish I could come outside, but I'm talking to these two ugly guys on Zoom. <laughs> oh, any of your friends come to visit you guys yet? Um, we really have friends. No, no jokes. Um, I, I, now, do you know what? Um, I've had things where, because people live quite local, when I go on a run or whatever, um, I'll see people. But it is that same thing, you know, like, you're, I'm a lot more, um, like, you just sounded gassed to see your friend I'm there. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, but that's it, because usually, like, you'd be, you'd be happy, but it's not the same, yeah. is it? Like, it's more special than people in small bursts. I, like, I'd usually probably want to keep just running and just nod at someone that I know. But I remember the other day, I was uh, up for a chat for, like, 15 minutes, man. Mad, what have you been on, man? Yeah, it's been isolated. Yeah, I can't wait to see you. It's so crazy. Like, um, the other day, I was thinking, like, who am I going to hug? Like, who's going to be the yeah. first person that I hug? I have to choose wisely, but who is it going to be? Do you reckon we're going to have to have, like, um temperature? We're going to have to have, like, forms that we've signed that, that we've been tested. I know you can hug me. Oh, okay, cool. They're testing out these apps. Have you heard the, about the apps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how it works. That would, like, warn you if someone's close to you mm. that's had coronavirus, but you don't have to get the app if you don't want to. I don't know if that's going to work. I've still got the sort of old school, like, um, I guess, like, anti- establishment underground music sort of mentality of yeah. like I don't want to sign up for that because the government is going to know where <laughs> they, I am they don't give but, it but I mean they would right I've got a little thing on my MacBook here that flicks on and off the camera oh yeah yeah I've got that I, used to put, uh, I put a sticker on my camera before this podcast listen it's always listening because I Siri just starts chatting shit sometimes man. same same do you know what happened, yeah? Um, I got an email what, like and, uh, yeah so I got an email <laughs> saying uh Oh, um, pay this amount of money because we've got uh, we've got videos of you masturbating, yeah? and I was like, what? And instead of being rational, yeah, I was like, shit, fuck. And I messaged the boys, and they were like, like it's obvious they obviously chatting shit. And in in that moment, yeah, I was so fed up. I was like, 
But how did they know I was wanking then? Oh my god! <laughs> and then I ran downstairs, and even though you know it was just a bump, like it was a scam, I put uh, some masking tape over my camera and uh, and stopped wanking forever. So. <laughs> No, well, you know, better to be safe, isn't it? Funnier when you're pent up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Ask. If you don't ask, boy, you don't get. Ask. Ah, Yasmin, so um, take us to the beginning of your story then. Um, when Once upon a time, long, long ago, a man and a woman came together. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, maybe maybe my parents. I don't know where I was going with it. <laughs> yeah. So what? So being from Manchester, obviously you started, you, you're, you're originally from Manchester, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm originally from Manchester. I grew up in Stockport. Um, my mum lived there. My mum and dad aren't together. My other my dad's side of the family lived in kind of like Moss Side, Hume area. So I kind of would split my time between them. Um, it was so weird. So before I got into this industry, before I worked at One Extra, I was a florist. Oh, really? Yeah. It was just a job that kind of happened. I think I think maybe I got the job through like work experience at high school. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been working since I was 12 because my mum's a slave driver. <laughs> And I worked in a hairdresser's up until I was about 15. Then I got the florist job and I worked there for ages. I went to... Like, were you going like college and uni and all that sort of stuff as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was going to college and uni uh, when I was uh, at the florist. And also I was volunteering, like paying my subs. um, We'll have to say community radio, but we all know it's pirate. Um, (laughs) So I was doing that and I just, I did a disability awareness show because I used to volunteer. My mum's a a social worker. I used to volunteer with people who had cerebral Mm. palsy and Down syndrome and um, lots of different types of disabilities. And I would do like music therapy with them, art therapy with them. And so it just led me to do this disability awareness show on this radio station. And I'd just go in for like an hour and play a few different tunes on someone else's show. Then I started to just do my own thing on there and kind of enjoyed it. I hated the sound of my own voice though. So I'd just play like proper old school tunes. Like my selections are very like Trevor Nelson. So not what you would probably expect like a 19 year old at the time playing. Um, Or even maybe younger than that. I definitely started at the station when I was 15. Um, And then I just continued doing that. And then I wanted to do performing arts, so I wanted to be an actor. And when I applied for uni, mm-hmm. this uh, Salford Uni called me and said, well, you know, you, you kind of do a radio show and your background in media at uh, college looks as if you should probably do TV and radio because it's kind of a amalgamation of them both. So I was like, yeah, all right, because I didn't think I was going to go to Salford because that just felt like still home to me. And I was like, I wanted to move away. I wanted to go to Sheffield Hallam. And then when I looked at the course, I was like, oh, is that? this kind of looks okay and I can still move out but still be at home so yeah I did a tv and radio course at uni that was for three years on my final year like at the beginning of my final year um someone reached out to me over twitter and she was a producer of the one extra breakfast show at the time with twin she was called emma and like I knew I knew some of the producers there because basically I had I used to work with Tim Westwood doing his guest list. Oh, shit. At, like, Sankey's in Manchester. Big yeah. Big dog. Yeah, and that's just a little, like, side hustle at uni, you know, like, to kind of, like, sort the list out and send it to the club and all this stuff. So Mm -hmm. 
I think he used to do a feature on one extra called College Dropout or something like that. And I went to London and I was in, on that. So I, I met the producers and he did a Q&A at my uni. And I kind of like met the producers through that. And um, I won some tickets to One Extra Live. That was in 2011. So I would have been about 2021. 20, then in 2012, literally the exact, like to the year, I was then going to One Extra Live to host the stage because I'd gone through like a, like um, a piloting scheme. So for like the last year of uni, I was doing my final dissertation, my final project, and I was going back and forth to London to just kind of like do so, some So was that, was, does that mean that like one extra had a link to your uni kind of thing, that search for new talent? No, I just, um, someone just found me on Twitter. So oh, after right. like seeing that there's more to just like one person in the studio because that was what I was used to I was like oh there's actually a producer that does all the stuff that you don't have to do oh there's actually someone that fixes the studio you don't have to do that oh shit okay there's actual microphones you don't have to use headphones cool yeah. um, so I just kind of like breaded everyone on Twitter and then she followed me listened to my show and was like oh she reached out to me I was in New York at the time and um yeah I came back and did a few pilots and I did I was meant to do eight in like a month and a half. I got to my sixth or seventh one and they offered me the weekend breakfast show. Oh, wow. So that was just like Saturday and Sunday. Um, and I was like, oh my God. Cause I was kind of told that they weren't, they wouldn't really call me back. If they liked me, cool. If not, whatever. How, how does it work with, with a radio pilot? You're just recording like a half an hour show or an hour or whatever and, sort of, and pretending people yeah. are listening. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. So like you'll just you'll just go in the studio and act as if you're doing a live show and the producer will kind of like, you know, teach you how to work the desk and yeah, so that was pretty much it. So I'd go to I would get the train to London for like almost three hours and just for twenty minutes sometimes and then go home. Did you ever feel a worry about being from like Manchester, like not being from where it's all sort of popping basically? Yeah. Or did that give you more of a well, we, I didn't necessarily grow up around the music scene in Manchester, but like the final few years of me living there, yeah. I was more involved in it because obviously I was just becoming known more as a DJ. So people were just linking up with me way more. And like, right. like obviously I've known like Broken English, I've known Strats and Chimpo and everyone for like years are like older brothers to me. Yeah. And yeah. so... Yes, I, it felt like it, it's a different world, yes. But also I think like I've still got that Northern mentality as I, I, I'm really laid back and I know that, you know, what what was for me is for me. Like I think sometimes at a fault we're not hungry enough from the North, but we're also not like giving it the big one all the time. Like, no, but just... I think it's an attractive quality because it's uh, it, it's like a, a like a chilled out confidence. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of like desperate people out there, and you can sort of smell that on people. And it's yeah, it's an unattractive quality in this in this industry that we're in. Do you know what I mean? I don't know about you guys, but I feel like with obviously be London being such a big city, like you just and there's so much going on, and there's so many creatives creating. It's quite constant, and it's almost it's like very competitive. And you guys yeah. down here, like, it's yeah. literally one speed, and it's yeah. fucking go. Yeah, I mean, not us, but yeah, we're lazy. <laughs> Hugo's like, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's pretty much how it started. And then I did the weekend breakfast show for about six months. And then I got the the breakfast show, as you guys know. You came on the show a zillion times. And I, and I did your, your first show on my next show is the one that we came on. Yeah, so the weekend one was my first show. And I was, yeah, I was still um, 
working as a florist at the same time. Wow. Oh, right. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't move to London until I got the breakfast show. So obviously it was five days a week. So I had to quit my job and, and then move to London and, because obviously I was earning a bit more money, so I could live here. Mm. And yeah, then I did the breakfast show for four years. And then I do the Monday to, well, at the moment it's Monday to Thursday, but Monday to Friday, one till four. I've been at one extra for nine years. That's mad. Wow. Fucking hell. I know. When, so when did you come on in like 2014 or something? 14, 14 maybe. You started in 2012. Yeah, maybe 2014. And then do you remember we did a a tour, like a writer's tour? Yeah, 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 yeah. In, in, Did we go to Birmingham or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. not anymore, but I think it's Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You were hosting. Yeah, that was, I think that was 2013. Or would it have been 14? Yeah, and then maybe we were in the show a year before. But we were just all in character, innit? Like, but it, it worked because you guys understood the show. Like, that, I think that's the only thing yeah. that worked. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I do, I remember meeting you all for the first time. It was hilarious. Yeah. And, yeah. Ev- and everyone thought everyone was like... I being quite nervous. Were you nervous, Hugo? Yeah, we definitely. All Every time from when we did uh, yeah. Charlie Sloth takeover because the right. producer had planned everything I felt quite comfortable but yeah even when we did our 60 minutes I was shitting myself I mean it's an it's an iconic 60 minutes though isn't it oh, of course yeah <laughs> yeah it's one of the good ones you fucking brought back Craig David mate I know that is mad yeah that was like bad. when you actually think about it because I remember like he used to post these little videos on Instagram and we used to take the piss and on the breakfast show. clean drain dirty yeah <laughs> Fifty percent incline, three miles per hour. I remember the lyrics. Um, <laughs> and then when we heard he was coming in for your sixty minutes, we we're like, "Oh, they're going to rip him to shreds." What happened was like iconic. You actually brought him back. It's mad. Like, if you deep, yeah. I wrote, I wrote you because like he, I think. Well, I'm, I mean, this is just from the outside looking in, but you know, around the time where Avid Merian sort of took the piss out of him, after that is when he kind of went quiet. So for him. Yeah. Like, want to link up with, like, our management was like, you should try Craig David. And we're like, what? He's not going to want to do that. Like, he's just going to be like, think he's going to get terror. Yeah. To be fair, I don't think, I don't think he knew who we were, but I think people were like saying you should do it. And we'd never heard that Diplo beat before. So when it dropped, that was yeah. genuine reaction in the whole room. I yeah. think so. Yeah, and I think I think when we when we take the piss and terrorize, it, that, that the jokes always on us. You know what I mean? It's not like ever coming from a back. Yeah. So like even when we were saying review, when we were saying like um, Jasmine and something. Tamsin. Yeah, Tamsin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because Tamsin Alfred. <laughs> That's you know what that just comes from word association. I was like, Jasmine, Tamsin, Tamsin Alfway. It's not even funny. <laughs> like even the piss out of our set of our, you know what I mean? I've been yeah. sick as terrible. Yeah, honestly, when you guys first came in, I remember saying to my manager, like I was I this was I think it was actually the maybe the second year of me being on the breakfast show. And it was a slow build. Like I wasn't very well known, like, cause Twin had done the breakfast show for like two years prior to me joining. So everyone was like, the fuck is she? Um, I remember saying to my manager, like, I need to be on Corrupt FM. Like I, I, I can do this. And she was like, I I just don't, I was like, no, I need to be on this show. I need, I was dying. I was, I need to get on it. She's like, well, can you act? I was like, I can fucking act. I was like, get me on that now. (laughs) I'll take acting lessons. I did. I took, no, I didn't take acting lessons to be on on people just do nothing, but I did take. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it just you just need to know the tone, isn't it? Like, you just need to know the tone of. What I've got the tone down. When you bring it back, yeah, yeah, I'm there. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, it's, it's Ron here. Um, I've been feeling a little bit anxious recently, um, but I'm, I, I'm hoping to get over it. Um, so I'm just having a little listen to this podcast to calm me down right now. Um, okay. See y'all later. Those moments of us going on to One Extra, they proper changed shit for us, like live shows, yeah, everything. Like before, we were just, just doing it. Well, because we're only on iPlayer before, isn't it, Hugo? So, like, yeah. going on those and having clips like that. Yeah, yeah. Become... That got us booking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where we still it's didn't just, know what we I think doing. it's amazing what what things can happen, like, how things happen and how things grow from different moments. I think we underestimate that wholeheartedly because we we go like oh you know what that's not really my vibe I don't want to do that there's been so many times I'm such a yeah. stubborn person I am so stubborn and there's been so many times and one thing that I have learned in like the past two years is that if I think it's not for me but I know I can do it then I should just do it yeah, yeah. Now, obviously if, if I'm not feeling it if it's not like a pure thing it's if it's really not like heart and soul for me then yeah okay I won't do it but like it it just it's like a little lily pad isn't it it's kind of like it all comes yeah, together yeah, like it's just so it's like what i was saying earlier is that just because i'm a radio presenter doesn't mean that i'm not an actor i had like this yeah. wild conversation i'm gonna name drop guys you ready do it yeah go on. i had a conversation with denzel washington just like that's it whoa fuck you know i thought you were gonna say something that i probably know and i roll my eyes <laughs> wow <laughs> so I was really lucky enough to interview him for the Equalizer franchise, and I did, yeah, and I did like I was like fuck it I'm gonna I'm gonna audition in front of Denzel yeah. Washington. I was shitting it, and I was like I don't want it to make it all about me. So maybe I'll just do one of his parts that he's done and just recite like a monologue. Yeah, so I did like the monologue from Training Day where he's at the end. Spoiler alert: Classic. he dies. Um, <laughs> so I, I was writing it all out, and I was properly going for it so we're in this um hotel in uh near the thames and um 
So I was like, oh, I, I want to do a monologue for you. But I was like sweating, shitting myself. I was like, am I going to do this seriously? Or am I going to have a joke and have a laugh with Dan- Denzel Washington? Because I'm also thinking this has got to go on radio. So at, at the beginning, I was like having a little joke and a laugh. And I, then something sunk in like, this is Denzel Washington. Like, you need to show him that you can act. <laughs> So I started taking it seriously. And he went, whoa, whoa, whoa. He was like, whoa, cut. He was like, cut, cut. And I was like, oh God, what's what's going on? He was like, you can act. And I was like, I didn't know what wow. to say. And I was like, yeah. well, I, yeah, I do take acting lessons a little bit. You know, you like shooting yourself. You know, you're trying to like dumb yeah. yourself down a bit because you don't want to show up. Well, I mean, I did take a few acting lessons. But I thought, I've, I've done it for sure. eight years. But... And then he was like, you need to go for it. I was like, oh. And then he said this to me. He was like, if you don't tell people you are an actor, you will mm. not be an actor. So like, yeah. for you saying like, oh yeah, no, I act a little bit or yeah, oh, I do a little bit here and there. It's like, well, people like, if you, if you want to write, tell people you're a writer. You might not yeah. even put pen to paper yet, but you know you've got it in. If you tell people, obviously don't lie. <laughs> Don't bullshit. <laughs> Don't go, yeah, I'm a writer. And you never, yeah. you're not. Have you written anything? Not yet. Not yet. But, um... <laughs> but no, you're, you're right. Because um, like our type of, especially me and you guys, our type of, well, actually all of us boys, our type of sense of humour is to just like put ourselves down and take the piss out of ourselves. As well as obviously taking the piss out of other people, but not taking things seriously. <laughs> but like, I remember I went, like the only thing I'd done outside of People Do Nothing, like big thing was this film that I'd just done it, uh, I filmed in Rome. I've watched it on Netflix, don't worry. Right, nice one, thank you. Well, well, you know that I do look like a bloody model then. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, but when I was on that, I remember being like, uh, just take, joking about going, uh, yeah, I'm a competition winner. Like, that's how I've got here. You know, like I can say I'm not really an actor and me and my mates just fucked about. But then it became like, you can tell, like, there is a difference because that sort of becomes like the reality. If you're telling someone that's never met you before, yeah. then they're going to treat you a little bit like that. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. It is. And that's like what, what I was talking about with the book, because the book always yeah. also talks about energy. Like, and it's such a magnet. Like, our body some, and our minds sometimes can't differentiate between like true words and false words you know like especially yeah. like if you are a female and you kind of look oh, God, i feel fat today like you know that you do not look fat like what what you believe fat to be but like you keep saying that like, you feel it like you will actually feel it in your body like your words carry such power yeah. that's something i'm learning you use those things as a bit of a safety blanket i think yeah yeah that's definitely what i do like uh i'm shit but i'll give it a go what do they call it um Oh God! It's like um when you feel like you're in a place that you don't belong. What's it called? Oh, uh, Im- imposter syndrome. No. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. So like, like yeah, I feel so like that. Constantly. When you guys went to the Baftas, right? Yes. Oh my. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I'm I'm assuming because I've been to the Baftas before, before, and I was all do- and I was like, I don't fucking belong here. This is not for me. That is a prime example for us. Or, or- for me personally, I know you guys are. That's the prime example. If we're going to say imposter syndrome, that's how we felt there, yeah. yeah. especially the first time. Mm. Um, like even the time we won, it wasn't until the, the time we weren't even nominated, but we'd already been there like three times, and I felt a little bit more comfortable. There's no pressure. Yeah, I'd recognised a few people, so I didn't feel so out of place. But you still always have that. But I think it's important because it keeps you grounded, yeah. and it also gives you like you look. A different angle as well. You're not just like comfortable. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? Like, I just felt like I related more to like the people working there than the 
big oh my big. god yes yeah right. yeah. Oh, yeah really nice to the staff yeah yeah, so yeah and, and so you should be do you yeah, know what yeah, it is i i also feel like like there's all there's all like when you go to all these little like bougie events um there are some twats there aren't they definitely yeah, yeah. twats and you just like and then and like you should be friendly to the staff because you can't go to the BAFTAs and you can't have your drinks and your dinner without the people that are fucking running around in a suit and tie, yeah. sweating in the kitchen. Like, we're all like, oh, John, do you know what? What's the fuck wrong? And I have like, more interesting chats with those people me. anyway. You know, like you end up getting pissed and just having some weird chat that sounds weird and normal. Like, yeah, like, I, I mean, look, there's, there's dickheads and... Yeah. I'm sure some of the staff are twats as well. Yeah, but like, there's nice people with dickheads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. And you know what? I've I've actually met some people who you would probably think you've got way more right to be a twat than the one than the one that's actually being a twat. Yeah, you know what I mean, 100%. like yeah. Denzel Washington did not have to say like you could act. Yeah, like he could have been like, no, yeah, he'd be like why yeah. are you shut? Why are yeah, you doing yeah. a fucking monologue? Get out. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? It's about uh, you being told that has left you with like a you know, well, first of all, story, cool story, but also confidence uh, that's gone into. You. But it just shows about moments as well because uh, that could have been a moment where he was tired and couldn't be yeah. fucked, but you got him in the right moment. You know what I mean? So it's it's it all like I do kind of like pride myself in terms of like making people feel like another human being when I have a conversation with them. Like, and I and I would hate for them to act like the big celebrity like I just I can't deal with that shit like I've been in situations where I've interviewed someone and they are are of a high celebrity status like I, I just I can't fake it and I don't feel like we should because yeah. you cut us open we all bloody bleed the same like and people are, are really on their soapbox and I know that especially like someone that's been in the industry for so many years is probably tired of doing many interviews and things like that and you know promoting this and they're in a contract to promote this and like you said they could have a bad day but like my thing is like once you step into my studio or, or in my space like I'm hoping that we can connect and we can both feel relaxed yeah. and like maybe I can help you smile on your bad day mm. or like you know, do you know, just uh, that's that's what I pride myself. I'm, I'm a bit charming. This, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you do say so yourself, <laughs> I do say so. And disarming people, isn't it? There's a psychology to your job, I guess. At the end of the day, it's not just a normal, natural conversation. You are being filmed for yeah. it, or you are being recorded, but being as honest as you possibly can within that, because there's so many, there's so, and people can see that, especially these days. Like, there's so many presenters that are just dead inside, and they're just doing the same thing. So that that's a that's a, a real skill that can... Uh, yeah, I feel like those people are doing it for, to kind of, uh, this might be the wrong thing to say, but promote themselves mm. rather than, like, yeah. asking good questions or making yeah. people feel comfortable. It's more like, I'm a presenter. Yeah, you're some good stuff. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're presenters now. Yeah. Would you guys do, like, obviously you've got the podcast now, like, would you guys go on to do, like, radio shows? Like, would you, do, would you basically do sort of similar things to what you're doing but just not in character now like are are the characters dead in the ground oh the characters I mean quite a few questions there (laughs) sorry Um, (laughs) turn the whole podcast around well we've got the film coming out so I'm sure we've got the film coming out Um, so like the characters yeah after the film they'll they'll be yeah really I really appreciate you asking me to be a part of the film sorry I couldn't make uh, the filming day yeah Um, now I'm doing a film with Denzel it's just it would just be yeah Yes. It, it yeah, yeah, so film, the film's ready in 
finished theirs, and there's no additional bonus scenes. Uh, well, presenter roles for promoting yeah. it afterwards. Yasmin? Like I said, uh, I'm an actor now. But yeah. cool. Well, act what you know is what they say, isn't it? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, I, I don't think I'd be... I mean, yeah, yeah radio show, I, I kind of like chatting, but in a more of a sort of a... I guess really disorganised way, but uh, yeah, I, hear you. I did enjoy when we took over Charlie Sloth's show. I thought that was really fun. We were in character then, but that was sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you just hide behind the character. So that's that's exactly what you guys need: is like no constraints, no rules, and be able yeah, to yeah. just do whatever yeah, you yeah. want. <laughs> yeah, which is probably why you do this podcast chatting shit so <laughs> let me just forget the question because it's right in front of me yes Yasmin you're fucking on it now yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened with the SAS thing then man um, you're, you're not in it anymore right no I'm not in it anymore and thank you very much Thank you for... Uh, you tapped out. Yeah. Well, you didn't actually tap out. No, I didn't. Thanks yeah. to you, I didn't. I got pulled you out. Firmed. You firm. Yeah, I um, got, got trench foot. Right. Wow. Is that the same as gangrene? No, it's not the same as gangrene, actually. No, it's, it's still the same family. still a World War injury. <laughs> right. I was writing some notes, yeah, for today, and then, um, and then I wrote, got gangrene, and I went, hold on, no, no, let me check. Oh, trench foot. <laughs> <laughs> It's some sort of fungus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Basically, trench foot is when your foot's just damp constantly. Oh, okay. And then, like, fungus does grow. Like, you're, you, you know, like, when you've been in the bath for too long, like, your foot is just constantly all yeah. wrinkly, yeah, like, yeah. raisiny. And then it swells really bad. And then I had two infections underneath my toenails. So, like, one of my toenails split was constantly oh. bleeding. Fucking hell. Then because I had the trench foot, like I started to get an infection that was going into my feet, not just fungus what? underneath the toenail. It was like yeah. go, the, oh. the pus was seeping into like the bloodstream. It was a lot. Yeah. The doctor comes in on the first day and he goes, right, so now you've got the first day over and done with, I'm here to let you know like what you could get on this experience. So he goes like, so yeah. now you're starting to realise that you're probably going to get some bruising and some swelling check your body for ticks because you could get uh, Lyme's disease. Where was it filmed? Where um, are you? It's really far north of Scotland. So it's like Isle of Rassie. It's like a little island, freezing cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was yeah. like, yeah, you, your feet will get swollen. Your skin might fall off. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Jesus. Wheel up. My skin might fall off. He was like, yeah, because of the damp. And, and I was like, fuck me. So I was trying to moisturize my skin a lot because I could feel my feet go in. Next minute, like one day I was like looking at the bottom of my feet and I was like, it looked it looked like a sponge. You know, like a sponge got like little holes in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my skin was literally like healing on the bottom. And then my toenails fell off. Oh my god. Do you actually stay in that room? Yeah, everyone's like, what happens when the cameras go off? The cameras never go off. You know, they wake you up sometimes for a beast in to do a hundred burpees on rocks at oh, 3 a.m. It's 24-7. It is amazing, but it is hell. Did you watch it before and think, yeah, I could do that? Because I watch it and think, oh, I reckon I could do that. But um, then I did watch the series, yeah. I don't think I ever thought that I would get the opportunity to do it. You're bad with your fitness and stuff, don't it? You, you, you work out that every day. Yeah, but I was also on, like, with professional athletes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, my yeah, fitness yeah. was not, like, anything like Tony Bloody Bellew or Lauren Stedman, who's a Paralympian, who lapped me in minus 15-degree water. She's an Olympian. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And she had one arm, and I was like, God. And she, I remember she said to me, she went, 
she went, I beat you even with a stump. And I was like, yes, I know. <laughs> but would Denzel approve of her? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you didn't stop, that's probably one of those things where your foot would have just got cut off, right? If it got worse. Yeah. Well, a, a lot of the, like, my teammates are like, if you, like, I'm scared that your foot might drop off. Like, <laughs> Lauren, um, who obviously is, like, she's got a, a lot of Paralympic friends. And she was speaking about her friend who lost her leg. And she said that prior to her losing the leg, that it looked a little bit like mine. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Hold on a second. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, she's like, I'm just being cautious. I don't. I was like, you freak me out, mate. You freak me out. Yeah. And then, like, how, how does it work? Like, like even like contractually, you're just like, my leg's fucked. I can't do this. So they kind of like, well, at the point where I got called, so they pulled me out, I was just like, I was probably the weakest because of my injuries. And so they, they need to obviously whittle it down because it's only eight days. Yeah. And so they need to kind of like get people away and, and get, you know, the show done basically. So yeah, yeah. I was just basically just, I was just in pain and they were just like, listen, you, you give it your hundred percent, but it's just not good enough right now. And I was so, I remember they pulled me, Lauren and Joey forward. So you kind of don't know who's going to go. Yeah. Oh, and I was, nation process yeah. And I was, and I had spoke to the team before and I was like, guys, I think I'm going to have to quit. I think I'm going to have to, VW and everyone was like no don't quit and I remember standing there and I felt like I was going to rip my number off but I couldn't move because I, I was like I just didn't want to quit but that was my whole aim was do as much as you can if you can't do they're going to pull you out and that's just it like I didn't want to quit because I find like oh I can't do it I'll give up like I'd give up so easily yeah so I remember feeling like rip off your band rip off your band and I just couldn't and I remember looking at Ant because he was like fucking effing and jeffing walking up and down and I was looking at him in the eye and I was thinking in my head, pull me out quick because I feel like I'm going to die. I was like, pull me out. And then he was like, number 12, get out. And then I went to the doctor's room. I shut the door and I was like, ah! <laughs> in like a mess on the floor. I was like, ah! <laughs> and then he comes in to kind of like say congratulations. And I literally just like folded it on an aunt and he was like, back off. <laughs> so you never gave up though? No, I didn't get, I didn't give up. They pulled me out, which, which I'm happy about. And then kind of just go into recovery, like, the way you feel when you come out though is wild. It's wild because you haven't been around like normal life. Like it's so weird. You just go into this instant different reality and it is so hardcore. It's so constant. You feel like you're there for about four years. And obviously it's such a condensed version of what the real forces go through. Like it gives yeah, you yeah. so like a different level of respect to them. And and when I came out, I was kind of really into kind of sort of looking at what help people get when they come out of the forces, like whatever forces they're mm. in. And there wasn't much, but like, cause I really felt like if it was like three or four days, four days, I couldn't walk. Like my feet were that swollen and I was rushed to hospital by the mm. team who were really supportive, but I couldn't have conversations with people. Like I couldn't even, like it was my birthday. I didn't really do anything for my birthday. I went to a hotel, and like locked myself away for like four days. So what you're saying is after doing a celebrity TV show, you then left PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm playing. No, I get it. I get, yeah, it's, it's, that, it's that jump back into reality. And, and and the thing is, you actually had an actual injury as well. You weren't just like it's, it's, it's wild. It is actually yeah. wild. Do you swap? Fuck sake. <laughs> Were you fucking knackered as well? I bet you. I bet it was. Just oh like, my god! You don't get any sleep. You get oh, towards no. the end. You get about 
two or three hours a night, if that. But you're always on edge. So you, you have to fall asleep dressed. They, they scream at you to wake up and do drill. Yeah. Yeah. So like for about a week, maybe even more after coming out, I'd go to bed and I'd like, shit myself and like wake up and be like, no, Yasmin, you're in your actual home. It's fine. And just like, yes, thank God. Yeah, uh, fucking hell. Like, no drill. Sweating no in the drill. night. No drill tonight. Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. getting up doing burpees in my room. Like, fuck. <laughs> wow, DJ Ostrich, why you stop the show? Well, I'll tell you, bro, this is the most important part. It's the question everybody wants to know. No, it is not what is your favorite jean fit. No, it is not what is your favorite size inch television. It's what is your favorite sandwich? Is it chicken? Is it shalami? Is it cheese? Is it ham? Is it pickle? Is it jam? These are all questions I'm sure you are thinking. But right now you're gonna find out on the Chat and Shit podcast. Yeah, baby, come on. Right, so now we come to the last part, of, well, the second to last part of the show, with the most important part. Very important. Right. Um, for me, anyway, is what's your favorite sandwich? Oh, now, now, now. Mm. Well, does it have to be made of bread? Can it be a roti? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is a roti kind of like a sandwich? It's kind of like a wrap. Yeah, right. You can have it as a wrap, right? Okay. Well, I would like. I, I like a, a curried vegetable roti, but if I did have to choose a sandwich, yeah. it would be like I'm vegan. Sorry, Yasmin. Just, just quick. Okay. Oh well. Because you're, you sound quite uh, uh, inspired by this question. I'm going to give you top three. Okay, I love it. Okay, so I'm vegan, so <laughs> apologies to anyone yeah. who is um, vegan. Normal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyone who enjoys things. So I like, can I Can I just create it myself or does it have to be one that's made? I'll create. Okay, create. so I would like like um, a fried chicken, but obviously it'd be chicken without the eye because I don't know why they do that. Um, <laughs> like chicken, uh, fried chicken, buffalo sauce on a brioche bun nice. with um, maybe some pickles, yeah. lettuce, and shit loads of mayonnaise. But like, and then I would add some hot sauce on there. Nice. With the buffalo. Yeah. That is a classic sandwich. That's a Nashville hot. Uh, okay, you thank you. But, thank but, you very much. For the vegan version. Yeah. So that's a strong sandwich. Number two. Okay, number two, I'd probably go for the curried vegetable roti. Strong. That's what I'll go for. Um, very simple. If you don't know what it is, Google it. Flaky roti though. Like, um, yeah. yeah, it has to be flaky. And then number three, is a bow a sandwich or not? Let's go with it. I'd say let's go with it. Because with mine, I put drama in there. I put a band meat. So okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with a bow, a mushroom bow. Like, but the mushrooms have to be breaded. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Bit of hoisin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Few cucumbers. Oh, all right. So we know you like your food and you can cook. Yeah, oh, you ask me. You fucking throw it in then. <laughs> chuck it in. A little minced ginger, a bit of cumin. Yeah, right, Al. <laughs> um, I think it says a lot about, you know, like we actually haven't spoke about why we asked this question, Hugo, and I was thinking about, I was adding a bit more depth to it when I was doing the washing up the other day. Yeah. Actually, it's not just because I think it's a funny question, which that's why we originally done it, but it actually says a lot about someone, doesn't it? Makes you real. What does it say about me then? That you're extra. Can I put yeah, more low <laughs> can, I, can I do a bow? Push <laughs> the boundaries. It, it, it shows, I guess, because your sandwiches, especially if it's top three, a lot of the time it'll be stuff that it means comfort for you, maybe what you grew up with or what you've been through or yeah. what you're into. Do you know what I mean? So 
Top three, I yeah. think, is a good one. That's a good way to go now. Yeah, that's a good one. And um, like, I'm I'm interested to see. You know, like the people that like, if we were going to go simple, mm. I'm not calling people simple, but kind of am. Like, if someone goes like, "Oh, prawn mayo." Yeah. Oh no, we've had. Uh, who's what do you want Tim with King it? Had ham, egg, and tomato. Tim Key. <laughs> yeah, ham, egg, and tomato. Yeah. Ham, egg, and tomato. I know. Yeah. What? That's what I said. I was like, I want bacon, egg, and tomato. Bacon, egg, and tomato, or ham, cheese, and tomato. Yeah. Oh, all right. I'm not one to judge. It's your sandwich, pal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I need, I need, but, but what's in it? Because exactly. now you said, if, as soon as someone says, oh, I just got a ham, egg, and tomato sandwich, I'm just looking at a Warburton's bread. Yeah. But not, it's dry. Like, you've not even said mayo. You're not even buttered. Like, give me no some more detail. Well, I guess you're using the egg. You need the detail, man. The three questions. Three questions. Right, and then now the last part of the show, which is actually the most important part, because it's more about us. Mm. Okay, I'm nervous. Guess, yeah. It's about us. You've, you've got to ask us three questions each. Three questions each. Okay. Mm. Um, right, Alan. Here's your first question. What's your favourite sex position? Wow, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've done that before. I think Hugo is actually blushing for you. Yeah, because I know what it is. <laughs> what? Uh, what is... style. <laughs> I love how you just shrugged. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, Hugo, your first one. Don't worry, not going to ask you the same. Um, yeah. Would you rather have dicks as fingers or vaginas as eyes? Wow. Dicks as fingers. Why is that? Because he's sexist. Because I can still see and you know they once you get used to it can i ask yeah go on you'll see through the vagina eyes yeah you can still see through the vagina eyes yeah yeah still dick thing you want more dicks yeah okay he wants nine more dicks (laughs) nothing to do (laughs) all right alan your second question all right you're you're on the titanic you're jumping off the titanic and you can only save one more member of Corrupt FM. They all have to perish and freeze to death in the ground. Oh. And you can't, you can't actually, right, I'm going to make it easy. You can't choose Hugo. Because oh, he's right there. Oh, that's, that's not, that's harder because I can always just be like, nah, it's because he was on the show, so I have to say Hugo. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I just want to say as well, just big ratings to Yasmin, because we never tell our guests they've got to ask us questions. This is off the cuff. I mean, this is your job, so you're like, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you've been coming with the podcast. I think I went a bit raw. I should have done me? this the other way around. These are all like theoretical things. Mine about my love life, <laughs> <laughs> <No>. friends. Sorry. You're <laughs> just ripping my life. Go on, quick. Right. They're all... The boat is sinking. You've got no time. Uh, Steve, because I'm, I'm me and him right together, and, and, and yeah, Steve. Oh my God, they're gonna listen. To this I'd rather head. just, you know what? I'd rather just survive on my own and just kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. All right, Hugo. Your second question is: You can only listen to one artist for the rest of your life. Who is it? Uh, Kanye. Interesting. You didn't think he'd like Kanye, innit? No, not no. I just, I just. I just feel like I would choose someone that gives me sadness, happiness, and all different things. But like I say, it's your question, Hugo. What album would you take? Dark Twisted Fantasy. Rogue. Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Not even like College Dropout. I, I prefer Dark Twisted Fantasy to College Dropout. 
personally. Really? Yeah. All right. It's, I mean, it's your answer. It is your answer. Right, Alan, your third question is, um, this is similar to Hugo, one dish for the rest of your life. Oh, man, it's so... T- Even when someone asked me this in real life, I couldn't really give them an answer. I mean, this is real life, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. You're really stressed. Yeah. <laughs> I know, man. I feel like it's defined you, innit? And I feel like it's Don't overthink it, it. Don't overthink it. Probably spaghetti bolognese. Okay. No, it's, it's good. It's good, actually. Sometimes I could be like, well, I'm just going to go vegetarian today and just have the noodles on its own. It's salt. <laughs> and then sometimes yeah. I have a bit of meat. Yeah. All right, spag bowl. Um, all right, Hugo's final question is, if you were an, an animal, what animal would you be? And why? Maybe, no, it can't be a maybe. Um, I'd be a killer whale. Why is that? Ooh. Because they can communicate with one another, I feel like. Are they the biggest mammal on the in the world? Yeah, I think so. I don't actually know that much about them, but they Right, but well, you want to be one. <laughs> yeah. And there we have the end of my three questions. Amazing. <laughs> Yasmin, thank you so much for coming in. Coming in, coming on. And uh, yeah, big ups, man. Thank you so much, guys. I clapped myself. This thank was you. fun. I like chatting shit. This is the outro. See you later. And good luck. Stay lucky, boy. Stay lucky, boy. And there you go. That was the talented, the beautiful, the amazing Yasmin Evans. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Hugo? I feel like a new person. Oh, you do? You look like a million peseta. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, this webcam makes me look red. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love it when you're like a pig. But um, yeah, no, um, obviously we're just pretending that we've just come off the back of that podcast. But uh, you know, it's good. Yeah. I've had time to sit with it and I'm still bloody loving it. So, Same. Same. Yeah. Big up Yasmin for coming on. Real Thank G, you. amazing person. Check her show out on One Extra. Or anything she does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Also, I want to do a special shout out to someone, special. a very special person in our life. Yeah. Someone that every week begs us to shout him out. Yeah. Uh, the, the producer of our show. Yeah. Thank you so much to a guy that's put his whole life on the line to produce our show. The famous Rupert Majendi. Yeah, wow. a, lot, a lot of people call him Majendi. Yeah, like a lot of people that are very close to him in his life, Romesh. Yeah, racist people like Romesh that are racist against French people call him Majendi, but it's actually Majendi. Okay, mm. so okay. yeah, big up Rupert, big up everyone that helps put this show together, which is just me and you and Rupert. Yeah, and the editor. And oh, yeah, what Jesus, yeah, shout out Jamie. Yeah, yeah, is that his name? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. Yeah, yeah, no, I love him. Yeah, I'll make sure this right. show's edited by the time I wake up tomorrow morning. See you later. Yeah, see ya. Nice one. Hey yo! Will everyone shut the fuck up? I want to give a crazy, stupid, dope fly shout out to everyone involved in this podcast. No, fuck that. Who's the brain that produces this show, man? Man like Rupert Magending. And who's the audio editor? James Torrance, check it. house. Who's the video editor? Ha ha, James Lord. And who does all the uh, illustrations? It's Alice and the Ink. Mad on the visuals, bruh. Shout out all the posse down at ACAS Laboratory. Pep house. Am I right, hustler? You're not wrong, Playboy Valentino. <sighs> How was it? Well, you can't really answer. But um, we're going to be doing a few more 
where it's just me and Hugo talking absolute Victorian slewage canal. So if you liked it and you want to send us questions or topics or, or, or just anything you want to say about the show, holler us on chattingshit1 at gmail.com. That's chattingshit1 at gmail.com. Just send your shit in and we'll read it all out. So yeah, that's about it. Bigger up, Brian Blessed. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.